you are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Larson. Find me on Twitter at Cheesehead Talks or at uh, Locked On Brewers, the show handle on Twitter, and Facebook.com slash Locked On Brewers as well. Find us all there on the social media. Of course, Locked On uh, Brewers can be found on any major uh, podcast platform as well as any other Locked On podcast. So check us all out right there. The Brewers. Where they win, yay, uh, to snap a four-game losing streak, 4-2 to two over the Cincinnati Reds in their uh, game one of a four-game set. Game one of a 10-game homestand at Miller Park. Game one of really trying to turn your life around, you know? 11-15 and 15 coming in, uh, they get the win. They're going to need a, a big homestand here to try and right the ship a little bit. Not expecting miracles, but they're going to need to... Certainly, you know, put some wins on the board here and turn turn around the way they're playing a little bit and maybe last night could be a little bit of a start. Even the last game in Pittsburgh could be a little bit of a start, at least on the offensive side of things. So we'll get into that um, on the uh, podcast today. We'll talk about that. We'll do three up, three down uh, coming up momentarily. We'll talk about tonight's matchup, Woodruff versus Castillo. Should be a headliner. Woodruff versus Castillo at Miller Park. Uh, we'll talk about that and why you just don't bring Budweiser into Miller Park. Trevor Bauer paid the price, and he should have. Uh, so we'll talk about that and the reaction by the club, including manager Craig Council, uh, to the shooting in Kenosha earlier this week. And we'll talk about that and, and how the Brewers handled it uh, because they are the closest, along with the Bucks, closest professional teams to uh, what happened. And, and they certainly both had a response, so we'll get into that as well. So let's get it started with three up, three down. Three up, three down. Well, we, we have the ups to comment on. I had to kind of group them together because there were a lot of ups. You know, this was a very cleanly played game, uh, a good response, I think, to just a terrible effort in Pittsburgh. I mean, let's not get around what happened in Pittsburgh. It was terrible. You know, we talked about it yesterday. Reflecting on it even a day or two later, even after a win, it's terrible. It's still terrible. Uh, so the Brewers played good baseball last night, and the the bats came around a little bit. They actually scored first, you know, stopped the presses. They even have presses anymore. Uh, stopped the internet. So the Brewers score first. The Brewers score first. Uh, I tweeted that out uh, when they scored because it was just hard to believe. Couldn't couldn't believe what I was seeing. Couldn't believe. They got out to a 4 to nothing lead. That's crazy. Uh, and so behind that was Justin Smoke and Omar Narvaez. Smoke with three RBI. Uh, you know, a lot of criticism I've heard around about him batting in the four hole. I'm not sure he should be the four hole hitter either. But I'm not, uh, the, given the way he's swung the bat in the last week here, I'm not devastated by it. Uh, 
the guy has started to produce a little bit. And again, maybe there's better options as the season goes along. I don't know. Maybe he's better suited to be a five or six hitter. Yeah, maybe. But he certainly has produced the last couple of games. He has another home run, a booming home run, uh, in the game last night. And the RBI single to drive in uh, Yelich in the first and get the Brewers on the board. Uh, so he had a really good night at the plate and seeing the ball really, really well right now. And Omar Narvaez all of a sudden has flipped a switch. After going 0 for 19, he snaps that in Pittsburgh on Sunday with two hits, including uh, extra bases. And then it's a home run uh, last night and, and scalding the ball a little bit is Omar Narvaez. So, you know, that, sort of that idea of a progression to the mean. Smoke, the Brewers signed. They knew even though he had a disappointing statistical season last year that he still hit the ball well and was a victim of, of, you know, just those ebbs and flows of a baseball career where he hit into a, a lot of bad luck last year. And the Brewers figured that would turn around. He'd progress to the mean. They figured the same thing with Omar Narvaez after he's, you know, his career average at 276 and has shown good offensive prowess. Well, there's no way he's only a, you know, 105 hitter or whatever he was at. And so you, you keep running him out there and giving him some chances. And uh, finally, in the last couple of games, he's produced. So those are definitely the offensive ups for the Brewers. Second up, Brett Anderson, uh, who was really good. He just continues to get better and better as he runs it out there. Efficient, a lot of double play balls, uh, which is exactly what you want to get with Brett Anderson. You know, throwing ground balls, getting out of innings, uh, and really good for the Brewers throughout. Just gave up a couple of home runs. But other than that, he was uh, outstanding for the Brewers and exactly what you sort of envisioned when you signed him as a guy who's going to keep you in the game and be effective. And he goes six last night. Uh, so big outing from Brett Anderson. Third up, Josh Hader. Didn't even realize till after the game and some of the chatter that he is not allowed to hit this year. I didn't know that because it seems like he has come into some heated situations and he's allowed a few walks. And so, you know, that, that puts pressure on him and, and you see some tense situations and even last night I was thinking he's not as sharp as he's been uh, but sometimes that can be deceiving you know some not maybe I'm feeling like he's not as dominant as he was at stretches last year or of course in, in 2018 when he was this phenom that came onto the scene uh, but he hasn't allowed a hit in eight and a third innings this year I mean maybe that's part of the problem is he's been used so little because the Brewers have not had a chance to use him but was it only his sixth appearance last night? I mean, that's kind of crazy after 27 games. Uh, but he has been dominant. I mean, when you when you look at that, hasn't allowed a hit. I mean, what are we talking about here? That's uh, pretty good. And so uh, he was excellent again. And, you know, again, not, not blow you away, it didn't seem like. Because it seems like guys, especially the people in the Central Division, are getting used to trying to pick up his fastball. But he's used his slider more effectively and uh, and used it. You know, certainly well last night, allowed a walk, uh, but then took care of the Reds in order after that, and the Brewers get the win. So another save for Hater. The downs, uh, no tack on runs. Brewers got up to a four nothing lead, and you know they could have made it a little easier. Reds scratched back a little bit with a couple of solo home runs, and it maybe was closer than it needed to be. Right, the Brewers one for nine with runners in scoring position, had some chances, had a chance in the seventh inning to add some tack on runs. That would have been huge. Uh, but it just didn't happen last night. And again, it's so you know, far it's it's not a perfect game. Uh, you want to see a little bit more. You get out to a good lead. You want to see maybe two, three more runs, at least one. You know, to to push the margin a little bit. And so a game was tight, and maybe didn't need to be second down. Uh, Trevor Bauer and Budweiser. Don't know if you saw this. I didn't even realize that it happened until I read the recaps of the game. 
But he, uh, before allowing the uh, two-run home run to smoke, a few batters before, he struck out Eviseo Garcia uh, to set a Reds record for the amount of strikeouts in the first five starts. And Budweiser had this thing where uh, he, if he broke the record for the Reds, they would name a beer line after the Reds in Cincinnati. And so he, uh, he scratched out Bud uh, letter by letter after each strikeout till they finally got, uh, he needed three or four. I, can't, I think he needed three. And so then he uh, pantomimed drinking a beer. And a few batters later, Smoke hit a home run. And Bauer wore it after the game a little bit, which was good of him. And, you know, I don't mind it because it's uh, – I've always been saying here that baseball needs a little personality, so I'm good with that. Uh, But, you know, when you get stung then, when you don't have your outing, when you have your worst outing of the year, which is what happened to Trevor Bauer last night, uh, you got to wear it a little bit. He did, so I like that. I, I love all – it's all part of the game. I Part of a game. <laughs> you know, not, maybe not baseball traditionally, but part of a game that I think you need to shift to and have a little personality. But it's a good lesson. Don't mess with Miller Park, right? I know it's the last year of Miller Park. It's going to be AmFam whatever next year, AmFam Field or whatever it's going to be called. But uh, it's still, it's going to be Miller Beer Facility. Don't bring Budweiser here. What are we talking about, Budweiser? Uh, third down, letting Anderson start the seventh. Uh, Trevor Anderson, I'm sorry, <laughs> Brett Anderson, Trevor Bauer. Uh, Brett Anderson was cruising through the sixth, but you started to see that he was uh, allowing fly balls, and he allowed the home run in the sixth, and you started to see that maybe he wasn't as effective. The Reds were, were getting the feel for him, and that home run he allowed to lead off the seventh was a changeup down low and a kind of an awkward swing, but it got on the barrel and was smoked out to center field, and that was it for for Anderson. So I just thought, uh, you know, let let Devin Williams come in for a clean seventh. Go Williams, Phelps, and Hayter. That kind of ended up being what happened anyway because Williams came in then and struck out the side, and then you had Phelps, who was good in the eighth, and Hayter, uh, who did what he did in the ninth. So I just thought a little tactical error. I, I understand, you know, pitch count was in good shape and everything, but I don't know that I run Anderson out there for the seventh, third time through the order in the heart of the order. And it ended up not singing the Brewers too bad, but it allowed the Reds to get a little closer, get right back in the game and make it a two-run deficit. So that's three up, three down, but all in all pretty good, right? And you got to enter. You got to wonder what Brett Anderson will do next because he's from a bad start, you know, to in his first outing after he had uh, the hangnail or the blister <laughs> and had to have some time on the IL to start the season. He missed his first start. Then he's rough, a couple of rough outings, rougher outings, and then he starts to get in his groove. And last night he was really, really good. What's next? The guy just keeps getting better and better. Uh, I don't know that you can, uh, you know, <laughs> five starts from now. Uh, what will they have one pitch every inning? Is that possible? It's not. Uh, but he was he was really good, and he keeps getting better and better. And that's encouraging to see. You can have some confidence in a guy coming out. And you know that he's got a track record of when healthy being pretty good. A ground ball pitcher, a guy who'll get the job done, he's been pretty good in his career when healthy. And he's healthy now. And that bodes well for the Brewers here in this shortened season to get good turns from him every time through the rotation. Uh, but he's just really been you know, really what the Brewers paid for here. And it's been very good. Uh, And so hopefully that continues through the rest of this regular season. Uh, You know, I just, you, you, it's good to see Smoke and Narvaez swinging the bats. I mean, it's Garcia, Evisale Garcia, uh, a little bit. uh, You you want a little bit more from him. There've been multiple guys that you want to see start swinging the bats a little bit better or, or at least 
be themselves. And if they are, you know, this Brewer team can be very competitive. They've dug themselves a little bit of a hole here. Not a gargantuan hole, but they keep digging themselves down under the 500 mark and getting, you know, behind the eight ball a little bit. It's why, you know, you know that at some point the bats are going to come around. Now, in a 60-game season, you know, are they going to come around the way they should? There's teams that go through slumps through the first two months of a season, and this year that's the season. And so that's the worry, right? That in a 162-game schedule, we'd be, we'd be preaching right now, well, these guys will hit, these guys will hit, these guys will hit. Well, and I still say, and everybody is, that they will hit, but will it be too late? Or are we seeing the start of the hitting now? Uh, that last couple of games, they've been able to, uh, guys who've been really cold have been hot, and maybe you can get a few more guys that can become contagious. That happens. And the Brewers can get on a hot stretch. You know, we'll see. Hopefully that's the start. Even yesterday. I mean, this is why that come-from-behind Pirates win on on Sunday really hurts upon re- reflection. You know, if you go in and, and you lose the series in Pittsburgh, it's still a huge disappointment because the Pirates were 4-17 and uh, and you went in and got swept. But even if you went in and, and lost the series, it'd still be a big disappointment, but at least it wasn't devastating. That's why you have to avoid the losing streaks and getting swept, right? That sort of thing. And the Brewers were unable to do it. They blew a lead obviously with Phelps and giving up the home run on Sunday. And that's why it really hurts. You dropped to four games under 500. You would have been two games under 500 if you'd pulled out that game on Sunday and then a win yesterday and you're you know right back close to that 500 mark and you're not digging out of a bigger hole here. Now there's still three games under. They still got a lot of work to do. It's one game, but it makes a difference. I mean, it really does because that, that's a two-game swing in the in the columns of uh, you know standings and and. 500. I mean, just it just can hurt you the way that these things unfold because you take away a win and you add a loss, and so it's two, uh, and that that always hurts you when you're trying to battle here uh, to get back to even. So you know, we'll see. Uh, Brewers are hopefully going to have a good home stand, and they're going to really need a good home stand, and maybe they can be back at 500 overall after the home stand. You know, who knows? Uh, that would take a really good home stand. That'd take a seven and three home stand overall to get that done. Uh, Hard to do in baseball. So, again, getting swept, it always hurts. Hurts a lot. Uh, Losing series isn't good, but it's not devastating. So, anyway, enough about Pittsburgh. They're coming in this weekend. We'll have plenty to talk about uh, when they come to Miller Park. Uh, So, we'll uh, continue next. We'll preview the game with the the Reds game, two of the four-game series. Woodruff versus Castillo, we'll talk about that. And I want to get into a little bit about the Brewers' response here. And they put out some statements, and Craig Council was pretty outspoken yesterday about the shooting in Kenosha. We'll do that next. You're Locked On Brewers. Locked On Brewers brought to you by Built Bar. It's healthy for you. That's kind of the point, right? You're looking for a healthy snack that tastes good. Well, Built Bar's got, what, six to 18 different flavors my goodness, they're great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Again, 18 flavors, including six new ones. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. A lot, a lot going on there. And they're coated in chocolate. I mean, it's good stuff. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Good snack for you uh, to satisfy the hunger, and that's the idea. 
So a lot going on, obviously, in the world. That's an understatement. Uh, Sports can be a a great escape, and it has been for me, and it always has been for me. But it's not always just an escape. It's not always something that you, you go to because you can't. It's just people say that people will say, well, I hear that that phrase a lot. Stick to sports or, you know, shut up and dribble was a phrase popular or famously used against LeBron James a while back. And it's it's absolutely silly when you consider the history of of sports. Right. And the fact that, look, there's no civil rights movement or at least no not in the time frame that it happened without Jackie Robinson. And Jackie Robinson is such a huge and important story in American history. Uh, that that fits in with the entire struggle for civil rights, but huge, uh, and and sports very often reflects not only with racial issues but with political issues all over the the spectrum. It reflects upon uh, and, and forces us to think and to confront issues that that are troubling society. And this is no different. Uh, you know, it's happening again. So it's impossible to quote stick to sports because not everything is connected, and you can't do it. It's it's ridiculous. And these guys' lives are affected. There's so many people of color, of course, in baseball, and maybe not the highest percentage of black players, but people of color who are trying to live their lives in in America and their communities are always affected by you know what's going on. And of course, in the NBA, so we saw coaches. Uh, really from all of Wisconsin's professional teams speak out. Matt LaFleur did up in Green Bay. Uh, Mike Budenholzer did in the bubble in uh, in Orlando because this was close to home, right? This is in Kenosha. And uh, Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back with an officer holding his shirt. I mean, you just it's so tough to watch the video. I've only watched it once because I honestly can't take it anymore, right? I just can't take this stuff anymore. And that's very uh, white privilege of me to say because it's not affecting me that much, right, honestly. But, you know, the, I, I just was very appreciative of the way and the measured way in which these guys spoke out. Uh, Craig Council, quote, a black man was shot and his life is in peril, and frankly, it shouldn't be. Uh, Adam McKelvey writes, Council's voice breaking at times. We've got a systematic problem that we need to address and we need to educate ourselves. Whether you agree or disagree with what I'm saying, I think it's important that we continue to think, we continue to pursue policy change, we continue to act because there's violence happening that just absolutely should not be happening and we can't stay quiet about it. And then he told reporters, even I apologize to you guys for bringing non-baseball stuff into your world. I know it's not what you guys are here for, but it's important and our community is hurting. Our community is probably in for a rough couple days. And Council goes on to talk about how He's spoken to a couple of his players, Devin Williams, before he struck out the side with his devastating changeup last night in the seventh uh, after Anderson gave up that leadoff home run. He scratched BLM into the pitcher's mound. And good for him, you know, because obviously, I mean, his life, he feels it unquestionably. We all feel it, but he feels it as a black man incredibly personally, on a personal level. Uh, and and so he should be allowed to do that, and it's good that that he is allowed to do that. Team issued a statement in support of Jacob Blake. You know, it's just it's it's a bit of a helpless feeling sometimes. And, and look, the investigation and all that stuff. Yeah, of course it needs to play out. I, mean, I have no no question about that. That uh, you know, as long I hope it's done fairly. I hope it's done transparently, out in the open. These are all things I hope. Not always the case, but I hope that's the case uh, this time around in Kenosha. And uh, it all needs to play out. But you can't help but react as a human. And these guys have a platform. And this is the way it is now. They're going to use the platform in all of these sports. 
and uh, I'm I'm in full support of it. Uh, and some people aren't, and if you aren't, that's fine. But I think I really believe you need to respect it. And sometimes, you know, I know things can overreact. I'm not clearly for the rioting, and, and I think it's kind of pointless sometimes when when that stuff happens. But uh, and it's oftentimes, of course, most of the time, the vast majority of the time, it's not the people actually doing the protesting that are doing the rioting, and we know that. So that's a whole other issue. But as far as what the players are doing and the leadership of these teams, I think it's great to see. So, you know, it's important to bring up because the Brewers obviously brought it up and members of the Brewers and the organization as a whole brought it up yesterday. And I I love to see it. So with that, they'll play again tonight because they play every night even though these other issues are going along. Uh, Brandon Woodruff and Luis Castillo. Castillo has really struggled this year. Uh, His stuff is so good, he can be so electric, but he's never quite put it all together, seems, has he? Uh, 28 and 30 in his career, 3.72 career ERA. 4.44 this year, he's 0 and 3 in five starts. Uh, And so he's not done real well. One and a half whip. Uh, He's struggled his last, uh, two of the last three starts. He only allowed one earned run in six innings against Kansas City on the 11th. But three earned runs in five against Cleveland back on the 6th. And then on August 19th, his last start, again, only five, or only three and a third innings. Uh, five hits, three earned runs uh, at Kansas City. So, you know, the Brewers have had some good games against Luis Castillo, and certainly he's shut them down sometimes. But all in all, he is 3-4 and four career against Milwaukee uh, with a 3.96 ERA. Uh, so nine starts and 3.96 ERA. And so we'll see what the Brewers can do tonight. Maybe these hot bats can continue a little bit, and they're going behind Brandon Woodruff who, again, uh, you look for a good start. Uh, his last time out against Minnesota, pretty good. Five innings. He did allow nine hits, but just two earned runs. Uh, he only struck out three, so kind of a different game there for Woodruff last time out. And you'd like to get him some more innings. I mean, just like last night with Anderson, you'd like to see Brandon Woodruff go six innings tonight. He has not done so in his last three starts. His last time out against Cincinnati was on the ninth. He allowed two earned runs in just four innings and got his pitch count up. So we'll see if he can get a better effort Uh, as far as getting deep into the game tonight here for the Brewers. And uh, we'll talk about it, of course, all tomorrow. Looking forward to that here on Lockdown Brewers, as always. We'll also have Dr. Scott tomorrow. We're going to talk about the offense and just the analytics behind where they should be, where you would project the offense to be and where they're at now. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that conversation. And Dr. Scott will join us to discuss on tomorrow's Lockdown Brewers, plus a recap of the game. Uh, tonight and whatever else happens you can always find me at twitter at lockdown brewers at cheesehead talks and facebook.com slash lockdown brewers also uh, check us out on any major podcast platform and tell a friend about lockdown brewers until tomorrow when we deliver your daily brewers fix i'm ben larson lockdown brewers is part of the locked on podcast network you